What movie star do people say you look like? I, I, that's a really tricky question because I don't, I, I am actually someone who doesn't watch a lot of movies. Uh, I, I mean, I watch movies, but it seems like around here, my coworkers, they, have you seen this movie? No. Have you seen this? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the, the classics, but um, I think if you, if you disregard the hair, uh, I think Kit, Kit Harrington from Game of Thrones, um, if you just look at my oh. face, uh, maybe if I grow my hair, my hair is naturally curly, so if I grow my hair a little bit, I think, uh, but that's, I've been told that I look like my hair maybe has a paler complexion, but uh, we're both British, so. Nice. All right, all right, cool, cool. Ben told me he's going to ask you this question, and I said, do people know the answer to that? I don't think I know the answer to well, that. It's tricky, like, because <laughs> movie star as well, like famous person, uh, there may be a broader spectrum, but movie star is very specific. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ben had an answer for you also. Yeah, see, I was thinking Daniel Radcliffe <laughs> with better hair. That's what I was thinking, you know? Can you do it? Can you do a Patronus, you know, real quick for us? Can you, you know? Yeah, that's, that's little, what I was thinking. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if Joe is the guy that's going to like that or not. <laughs> We're still getting to know you. <laughs> Some people would be very stoked. Like, Most yes, probably. Harry Potter. Especially if they're like nine. So. You know, <laughs> I would be stoked. I'm pretty into Harry Potter. <laughs> so for those of you who are just joining us, welcome to the Kimberly and Coach Show. Today, we have a very exciting guest with us today. He's a new pandemic colleague that we met <laughs> over the last 15 months. And uh, he is uh, Joe Shannon, the program director for the impact assessment over at Newton Institute. And he definitely has better hair than I do. That's for sure. So. <laughs> that bar is low, babe. <laughs> ben has other good qualities. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, Joe has been teaching us um, about this new tool called impact and we are in the process of getting certified with the impact assessment and it's been really fun because joe is a really enthusiastic coach and so he has really guided us into the community and helped shape our learning and you're going to see as we get into what the assessment is that that's pretty in line with his quotients so when we did talk about finally unpausing our podcast which has been on pause for the entire pandemic, we definitely, the first person that we wanted to bring onto the show was Joe. So Joe, thanks for being on the show. Can you give us a quick picture of, a big picture view of the impact assessment and the quotients? Yeah, a quick big picture, I like Quick that. big picture, <laughs> just, just real fast. <laughs> the quickest, biggest picture you can give in one setting. Um, so, I mean, I think, you know, I, whenever I explain impact to people, I always try to think big um, and I think about, you know, every leader I think wants to be part of a team, leading a team that's making a meaningful impact. And, you know, that's kind of why we chose yeah. the impact because it's all about making an impact, whether that's the individual level or the team level, um, you know, just one-on-one -on -one or with the team that you lead. And so, um, you know, the problem is that a lot of those leaders really don't have the practical tools um, or, or they, there are many tools out there, you don't know which ones to use. Right. Help your people thrive. Um, and so impact really exists because, I mean, we believe everyone deserves to be part of a flourishing team that's making an impact. You know, how many times we've been on teams where we're just kind of maybe clock in, clock out. We don't feel like we're making a real difference. 
um, or we don't maybe feel seen or heard by the people that we work with. And so we want everyone to experience that uh, kind of team. And so Impact is, is all about helping elevate others, elevate the people around you and any team you're a part of. Um, you know, that I think when you talk about the word assessment, you know, everyone's heard of assessments, taken assessments, there's so many different okay. out there. Um, you know, why is this one any different? Um, and this one really is just focus. It's more of an outward focus where I think a lot of assessments are inward focus. Um, mm. It's helping you understand how do I elevate other people? How do I elevate the people around me? How can we elevate each other? Um, how can I even be part of a team where I feel like other people want to elevate me and, and the rest of us? Yeah. So it's really a platform that helps leaders create that kind of culture where everyone's contributions, unique, diverse contributions are understood for what they are, respected by everyone and received by everyone. Um, so people can work better together to achieve whatever you know, the team's common goals are that they have uh, and to make a, a greater impact. So I guess that's kind of the big picture, um, but what that ultimately translates into um, you know, down from the vision is it's the assessment that helps you identify how you elevate the people around you. Uh, then there's a visual dashboard that kind of displays uh, the report of your results to help you embrace who you are. And then we have a suite of tools and, and the, inside the dashboard platform that helps activate actually, you know, not just leave it at the results that I've identified who I am and how I elevate the team, but how do I make that practical so we can actually uh, provide more value to the team and elevate the people around you, elevate the team. So that's, that's the big quick picture. Yeah, oh, man. You know what, Joe, I really love the elevate and collaborate part mm -hmm. of impact, because it, it, it is, a, a, it does bring out the the preferences of how we interact with other people and how we are, and how we operate on the team. And the practicality of it was a thing that struck us, I think, um, in addition to the beautiful work that you've done already with the videos and, <laughs> you know, and the explanations and, you know, when I was reading my own quotient, I'm like, wow, that nails me to a T. I'm like, holy cow, this is amazing. It really did. We yeah. were looking at it like, whoa, that's mm -hmm. you. <laughs> that's <laughs> so, exactly you. Yeah, for sure. Now, you know that we work with a lot of tools. We work with the Enneagram and Clifton Strengths and Myers Briggs. And Impact is quickly becoming one of our favorite tools. Mm. And so I was wondering if you could talk about, like, how do you think it works alongside those tools? How do you think it compares to them? Yeah. Well, I think one of the things that I, I hear a lot from people, whether it's just a one-on-one -on -one or if I'm doing a webinar, you know, people wait for the Q&A. And it, like I said before, <clears throat> everyone has heard of assessments, taken assessments, and sometimes that's all bucketed together with personality, right? So, oh, I've already done a personality assessment, so I, I, I already know which letter I am or number I am, or sequence of numbers or letters I am. And I think what we see, some people are all about that. They love that. They love being labeled. Other people, they do not want to be labeled. They're very unique. They know their strengths. They know their weaknesses. They know that they're the most self-aware people and they don't like assessments because they pigeonhole them. And I think we would say, you know, this isn't about putting you in a box. It's, it's much more diverse than just here's your letter, here's your number. There's much more uh, options, but it's accessible for people. It's very contextual for the team. So first of all, this, you know, this is not a personality assessment. Um, it's not a capabilities assessment in terms of something like a strengths finder or stand up. 
stand out. Um, it's not a motivations assessment, so it's not kind of under helping you understand, you know, why you're motivated to operate a certain way. Uh, it's not strictly communication style, you know, how do you communicate with others? You know, there are lots of assessments out there that measure that. Um, and there are, you know, other categories of assessments. This is, as you said, you know, it's all about how you elevate and collaborate with others. You know, people always call it, well, it's the team assessment. Um, it's not an assessment that everyone takes on the team and then that's your result. It's an individual assessment, but you use it to understand how everyone is different and how you're collaborating together to, to achieve your shared success. Yeah, yeah. We love it because we often work with companies that are trying to fix their team dynamic and they want to use a tool like say the Enneagram and we love the Enneagram, but you're going to get into a lot of personal stuff that people don't necessarily have a choice about whether they're divulging, you know, but with something like impact, it is specifically around how you work on the team and how you as a team member achieve the results that the team is trying to get. And so I just think for the workplace is such, such a perfect tool to kind of dip your toes in and figure out like, how can I be the best team member and how can I collaborate with people really well and help our whole team get the results that we can all enjoy together. Yeah. And I think I really like too, is that the fact that, you know, a manager who is say uh, like a, um, that has a really high mentoring quotient you know, is going to look very different than a manager who has a very high pioneering quotient. But you can still have both managers and both quotients in action, mm-hmm. you know. And you, know, and you and, should, really. You should, right? <laughs> you want both those yeah. things. And you don't, nobody has to be the one thing because we've heard of, of mm-hmm. these assessors being used really kind of as in an abusive context. And so I think that the, the interesting thing is that whether you're a salesperson and you have particular, uh, you know, quotients, or if you are a, uh, or if you're a customer service rep and have, you know, specific quotients, all of these things can happen in the same role, you know, but they're going to look different. And I think that that ability to identify the difference, oh man, you know, and to give people that language. You know, Joe, when you did your impact introduction, you didn't go through the five quotients. Do you want to really quickly tell us what the impact stands for? Yes. And obviously, you know, <clears throat> there's far more information and videos on the website, impactq.com, that will, you know, walk that through maybe a little bit more succinctly than I will. But um, every letter in impact, the reason it's MPACT, stands for one of the five quotients. And, you know, we say everyone has a measure of all five. So it's not like you can get a zero in something. Um, but the degree <laughs> to which you score across the you know, assessment, um, you, you have strong in one and two and sometimes three, and then you, you get scores for each of them. So uh, M stands for mentoring, um, which is all about relationships and community, uh, bringing that sort of sense of healthy, thriving community to the team. P stands for pioneering. Uh, which is all about, uh, you know, strategy, risk-taking, innovation, um, keeping things moving with momentum. A stands for aligning, uh, which is uh, all about sort of uh, values and meaning and purpose, uh, making sure things are done for the right reasons. Um, a- a C, that's what I'm on, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, which is all about connection and cause, bringing people into the movement, bringing people into the the cause and, and sort of increasing, seeing sales increase, numbers increase, seeing more people attracted to the movement. 
um, and T is teaching, um, which is all about sharing knowledge, improving, um, you know, making sure in the space of continuous learning and improvement. Um, uh, they're usually the, the people who are focused on data and systems and, and things like that. So you can see already how diverse each of those things are. But again, we, we never want to pigeonhole to say, well, you, you have the highest in mentoring, so you must always care about people uh, and community. And what we say, in fact, is your highest quotient is really your why. It's, it's what's most important to you on the team, you know, in the assessments, what you've consistently prioritized. So if you are someone who does have mentoring, which is relationships and community, um, you know, that's all about creating, bringing people together, making sure everyone feels welcome and seen and heard and the value of individuals. But your second quotient may influence how that shows up on the team. So, you know, your yep. second highest quotient, if that's pioneering, you want there to be a sense of community, you want there to be some connection, but um, you will do that through strategy, risk-taking and innovation mm. and moving things forward and plowing new ground. That is a very different mentor than someone, let's say, with high teaching, who they're going to make sure we, we learn well, what made this community successful and, and how can we uh, codify sort of the principles that made this successful? How do we make sure that as new team members do come in, that they learn, uh, you know, our best practices or they learn uh, some of the lessons that we've learned along the way uh, and train those people and make sure that uh, we, we all have the same knowledge because uh, they believe in that fairness. So, uh, yeah, that's just two examples. Um, you, there's a lot of other variations that you can get into, but I think it gives uh, coaches, managers, leaders some insight into say, okay, this is why these two people or these five people seem to mesh really well together. And there's a couple of people on the outside over here. How can we bring them more into the community? Um, mm. you know, there's, there's more... Uh, in terms of the different insights that we talk about in the assessment results. You know, again, we're not just giving you uh, your, your scores, but we're saying right. when you're communicating with other people, what are some of the things you focus on? When you're implementing new ideas with other people, what's going to be your primary perspective or focus on that? What's most important to you when you are, uh, let's say, uh, problem solving? There's conflict or there's tension on the team or you have to overcome some objection. What's going to be your approach to that? Uh, with the way that you scored and it's it just becomes a wonderful way to to practically turn okay this is who I am what do I do about that on this team based on what this team is trying to do and even the other people that we have with us yeah one of the tools in the dashboard that was released in earlier earlier this year provides a spider gram and I love this <laughs> spider gram because I can see on my on the teams where everybody kind of overlaps. And if there's like a big, huge gaping hole in, in, <laughs> in, in leadership preference or in, in team ability, you know, you can really help, help teams uh, spotlight that and then help them with that level of functioning. And so I just, I just think I love it. Um, so we, in, in a previous conversation, we started talking about the, the dog food question, which is something that comes up in my world a lot from the technology world. Um, we'll explain it for the rest of us. Right. So, so the idea, yeah, the idea of dog fooding is, is the ability to use your own stuff in house. So for example, Microsoft always dog foods, all of their new updates, their new software in house before they release it to all the rest of us. So I want to ask you. Thanks, Microsoft. Yeah, thanks. Uh, how have y'all at Newton 
used this tool? Has there been any pushback? Um, and really kind of what's been the most helpful part of it using it in-house? Yeah, yeah, great question. And, you know, even just to draw in the first part of your uh, point there, you know, the Teams dashboard, which was released, enables you to, uh, you know, it's an individual assessment, but it enables you to bring in all of those results in one place, add up all the scores, average it out and say, okay, across this, these 10 people, uh, the goal is to be well balanced so that we can, you know, see from all of these different perspectives, because they're all essential for teams to reach their full potential. Yeah. So are we a little shy on the teaching side? Are we way too uh, heavy on the pioneering side? And what we found, um, you know, obviously with the uh, testing and the, the different phases of product development for the platform is, you know, we brought our team in, we brought many other teams in and just inputted everyone's results. And just going through that process to say, what is the team that we have was a wonderful first step. Um, and we did that, um, you know, just with impact. Um, and I think, you know, we're all pretty close to the the product development. We're all pretty close mm -hmm. to, you know, where it comes from and, and all of the different aspects, you know, we've all been through different coaching. We, we kind of road test the tools as we go. Um, and so I, I, I don't think there's been any pushback to where we've landed. I think we're a team that does have a lot of high pioneering. So we are constantly challenging things, saying, are we sure that's mm, what nice. we want to say there? Are we sure that's what we want to say there? Are we sure that question, you know, especially when we were uh, developing the questions, the insights, all of the tools and everything. So are we sure that captures what we're trying to capture here? And so we did a lot of research there. Um, but I think what, what was groundbreaking for us as a team was once we inputted everyone's scores to say, okay, yes, we are actually low in teaching. Yes, we are high in pioneering. And the, the platform doesn't just say, here's your results, here's your scores, you're high in this, you're low in that, good luck. Um, <laughs> specific right. insights to say, what is a dysfunctional uh, characteristic of a team that's too high pioneering? Could it be that um, you are going to run off the edge of a cliff because you have so much you know, excitement for this new thing that you're trying and you're challenging the status quo, but you're leaving people been on behind. That team. <laughs> behind you. You're just about rolling down the hill and everything's falling apart. And um, you know, that's a very dysfunctional atmosphere for someone who is not wired that way to be a part of. Um, and I think it, it, through other conversations with, with different coaches, um, you know, that's been a shared experience is when you have too much of something, the people who don't necessarily resonate with or display that, they get left behind or they don't feel like they're being heard or they don't feel valued for what they bring. And I think you know, impact is about helping everyone understand, respect and receive the diversity that we all have these different team contributions to make. Yeah. Do I want to humble myself and say, you know what, I know I'm wired a certain way to present certain things and I know that the team needs that but boy do I know that I have a blind spot in this area and uh, I need to collaborate with other people and uh, you know like I said humble myself and collaborate with someone else who's strong in that and invite them to be part of the process I think you know we're in a culture that idolizes the the individual success the yeah. I'm going to make it myself I'm going to hustle until I burn out or I'm going to hustle and it's going to be great and I'm going to be first millionaire in my family you know we, we live in that culture where <laughs> everyone wants to make it for themselves I think impact invites us into how do we help each other how do I 
help them be elevated? How do they help me be elevated so that the entire team can reach its full potential? Yeah. yeah. And I think it gives you the language to appreciate the people who are bringing something that isn't the, the top thing in your team. We have worked with a lot of startup companies. So high, high pioneering. I've been on a lot of teams where I'm the only kind of mentoring community driven <laughs> person. And the difference between a team that is like aware of that and appreciates you know, you're bringing that mentoring, community building energy, and we really need it is so different than a team that is like, we don't care about that. We're moving forward. You know, you're slowing us down here. And so, and then and in, on those teams where they don't care about that, the turnover was so high, mm. of course, because that's what happens, right? If you don't have a good community, you, you're going really fast, but you're just dropping people. You're just leaving a trail, Right. And then that eventually slows you down. So even though you feel like you're going so, 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 so fast, you're constantly managing the loss of people, you know? And so it's just so much more fun to be on a team, even if you are kind of the outlier where there's a language where we appreciate all five of the quotients, then your, your team is just going to be so much more enjoyable for everyone mm -hmm. and your results are going to be better, of course. Yeah. And I think to, to underscore the maybe focus in on the pioneer again, you know, it's the pioneer's responsibility to understand that there are different people and there are different people who focus on different things. And that is so important. You know, the amount of leaders who come in and say, yeah, you're slowing me down. Why do I always feel like you're pumping the brakes so that I can't make the progress I want to? But if they can humble themselves and say, um, you know, I recognize that I, as a pioneer, desire to scale and grow and expand and multiply and move things ahead the let's say you know someone who they may have conflict with someone with high teaching they desire to sustain and think about a pioneer right. who doesn't have any sustainability you know you're just going to keep burning through people or resources or you know you might be able to make it for so long but it's probably not you know you don't have that firm foundation and that's really the the what the high teacher is going to bring the sustaining what have we done well what has worked for other people what has worked in our industry what has worked and how do we train that to the next generation so that they can be as successful or more successful so they can build on that success so though pioneer and teacher really do have a lot of challenge they mm -hmm. really complement each other and so that's just two of the questions the other questions there are there are other ways uh, that those have dynamics and the report shows people those specifics yeah right on you know back when i was working in an artificial intelligence firm um one of my one of my managers gopal he had this saying which was very simple no heroes mm. you know <laughs> it was very very team focused and it's something that when i was when i heard that i'm like this sounds counterintuitive to the culture that we're that we've grown up in but <laughs> when you're moving forward as a team it's a different mindset and you do get more done. <laughs> you know, what is that old adage? You know, if you want to go fast, go alone, but if you want to go the distance, go with others. Right. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. And I think, you know, impact gives you the practical tools to say, how do we make that happen? You know, I think mm -hmm. everyone yeah. could resonate with wanting to go far um, and, and wanting to be successful, wanting to make an impact, but how do we actually do that? Uh, impact will identify where you're at and how to move forward. So, yeah. yeah, 
Okay, Joe. So if there's one thing that you would like our audience to take with them to work today, like they listen to the podcast and they walk into their job, what would they take with them from yeah, this conversation? I, I think, you know, irrespective of actually taking assessment using the tool itself, you know, that's, that's a step that you can take. But I think really it's a mindset of I want to uh, understand who I am, but I also want to understand the people that I'm with. Um, you know, having the humility, having the respect to be in unity with other people, um, to know that, yes, we may all have different personalities, skills, capabilities, experience, education. We all have those different things. How can I learn from the people around me? How can I receive from the people around me? And if we do that, you know, hopefully they'll do the same for us. So that, that's, I think, the biggest takeaway is, is the mindset. Uh, and many people have that mindset. You just don't have the practical tools to really bring it deeply into their team and make some plans to improve collaboration. Um, but the, the biggest shift is, uh, yeah, be, be uh, open to understand, respect, and receive everyone that you work with. Right on. I love it. I love it. Yep. All right. So, so, Joe, how can people find out more and start using the tool right now if they want to? Yes, so MPACTQ, M-P-A-C-T-Q.com uh, is the website. Everything on there from how-to videos, uh, questions around what is the framework, what are these five quotients, um, demos, lots of videos around what we talked about, the dashboard, uh, the Teams dashboard, um, and obviously taking the assessment um, is, is all through there. So that's the best place to go, MPACTQ.com. Love it, love it. Joe is on all the videos. So when we first started yes. watching the videos, we were like, did they hire a talent for this? It's got that awesome British accent. So videos are fantastic. Yeah. And then we met Joe online. We're like, he's real. I was like, whoa, it's you. It's your voice. They just set me up with a voiceover guy. What's this? <laughs> Joe, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. It's been awesome again to, to visit with you. Thank Absolutely. you. Thanks, Joe. All right. And for our listeners, thank you for listening and joining in on the conversation. Again, this is the Kimberly and Coach Show, where we firmly endorse shout singing 1980s songs at the top of your voice in your kitchen while cooking. We'll see you next time. Have a great day. So welcome to the epilogue in this new segment since in this new season of podcasting and now video casting yes. for those of you who are <laughs> watching us on Thanks YouTube for watching. and the other various sites this might pop up on. Um, it's a new segment where we really want to really bring out and talk about the practice of a, the practice of value from the conversations that we just had. And I think that, providing you as our listener our audience with something tactical and tangible and even maybe expounding upon that, you know, principle that our guests bring in, mm -hmm. uh, I think is really going to be something that we really hope was going to help you right. on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, so, so Kimberly, when Joe was talking about uh, the ability to bring in uh, diversity and these different perspectives, you really kind of landed, I think, on, on, a, on a pretty succinct practice of, of value to that. I think Joe is, is active and I think it's really a cool statement. 
Yeah, I think that when Joe was talking about how he uses the impact in his team, the practice that he really was bringing to the forefront was the practice of seeking out a diversity of perspective and then making space for that diversity. And so our conversation really eddied around that for a little bit. And I think that we can take that right into how we work with our teams and how we manage people and even how we look at things in our family life or with our customers if we if you're a team of one but when we invite a perspective that is different than ours he kept using the phrase if i could be a humble leader if a leader will humble <laughs> themselves yeah, yeah. Um, and i thought that was really interesting but instead of having to have all the answers and i if i'm a good leader everyone will agree with me <laughs> instead looking for the people who have a different perspective and then creating space for them to bring that perspective so that you can have a more intelligent result. And I think that that little tweak of mindset can make so much space for people who normally feel kind of steamrolled in conversations. And that is going to give you the better result that you want. So, yeah, you know, it, it, yeah, it was, it really, uh, really brings me back to a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away <laughs> um, called Peoria, Illinois. I once sold internet DSL lines. Uh, it's a short-lived stint. Yeah, it was a short-lived <laughs> short stint. He was real good at it, though. I was. <laughs> I was like top seller all the time, you know, but, um, you know, for like the like three months I was there. But one thing that I, I that was really brought home to me is that there are a lot of people who uh, who had critiques that were part of, in the impact scheme, uh, it's called the aligning quotient. And as I think back to all these different teams, the biggest team that I know that had a bunch of aligning quotient on it was that team. And I think that if the managers had taken the time to seek out that diverse and contrarian thinking, I think there would have been a significantly um, distinct change in, in the work environment because it was a, t a terrible environment <laughs> to work in, <laughs> you know. Um, and there are many things that they did really poorly. They could really have benefited from a culture coach. <laughs> but um, we were dating at this time. It's like 20 years ago, which you know because it's a story about DSL, if you even know what that is. The youngins <laughs> probably are like, what? What's DSL, daddy? But it was like the internet that was after the internet that screamed at you when you logged on. After dial-up. Yeah. Faster internet, but the, it'd be real <laughs> slow now, right? Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't cable, right? Mm -hmm. So there's cable, there's cable internet, but DSL is kind of what the phone company would provide. You know, so, so yeah, so it was a really, really interesting, but I think yeah. knowing what we know now about teams, you know, and he would come about, home and tell me these stories, he'd come back and I would be like, what, what are you doing there? Don't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. So, so I did eventually get a, a different job in Chicago and, you know, but what you're saying thing, is but, that there were people who were telling them how to fix it. Yeah. But they, they were not willing to hear them. Oh, not, not only were they not willing to hear them, but they just fired them. Oh, well. Because this is a revolving door shop anyway. Yeah. Like, it's so fine. We'll get four more people to replace you. I'm like, great culture, guys. Great culture. Yeah. Um, notice that I am I'm leaving out the name of the company to protect the guilty. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is, it's really con a contrary thought process. Mm -hmm. And it takes a really strong leader to to look for those aligning individuals who could bring out something new and exciting 
yeah. that you might not even know or think is possible. Mm -hmm. And I think or that's- Or call you on your crap. Because you need that. Or that. You just, <laughs> yeah. you just think, I to do. Quote, to quote Joe, to quote Joe, we, when you are humble enough to seek out that different perspective, then it's not about your ego. It's about whether your culture or your product or your strategy is actually working. And if you're willing to hear when it's not, then you can fix it. If you're not willing to hear when it's not, you can't fix it. Right. 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 <laughs> for sure. So okay. once again, that's, that's our epilogue for this episode. Thanks again Thanks for, for tuning in. in. And as always, you can always find us at KimberlyandCoach.com and Instagram and our new YouTube channel. Yes. If you're listening to this on the podcast, uh, audio only version. Um, but yeah, so once again, thanks for hanging out and we'll talk to you soon.